Welcome to the Winback Marketing Podcast. There's gold buried in your lost customers. And in this podcast, you learn how sales and marketing leaders mine that gold using Winback Marketing. The success of a Winback campaign hinges on having the right people in the right seats executing your strategy. And in this episode, Ben Wolf is going to show us how to do just that. Welcome, Ben. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Dan. I truly appreciate it. Before we get to Winback, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and your business? Absolutely. I started off in a completely other thing, not related to the entrepreneurial business world, uh, which is that I was a corporate restructuring and bankruptcy attorney at a big firm in New York City uh, for a few years. After that, through a strange series of events, I found myself at a healthcare startup, pre-launch, pre-revenue, and had the opportunity there to build most of its operations, grew to, by the time I left from, you know, where me being the first full-time employee to over 130 people and the largest agency of our category in the entire state of New York. So I just learned a huge amount at all the various phases of growing that business, then spent a short stint as a COO at another smaller healthcare company, and then went off on my own as a fractional chief operating officer, fractional COO or integrator, as some people call it, ultimately leverage that into a firm. Now I have the largest fractional COO firm out there, Wolf's Edge Integrators. And that's sort of, you know, I'm also the host of the Win-Win Podcast, which I've had you on and, you know, super excited about because I, I love the win back message. It's so, so critical for, for people to know. So I'm very grateful to you to have shared your knowledge and wisdom and, and, and techniques and, and tricks and methodologies on my show. So I, first of all, just have to say thank you for that too. Well, thanks for having me on your show and thanks for coming here. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, on this podcast, we talk so much about processes. We talk so much about opportunity and where to find it and how to best do win back and how to maximize the ROI. But we don't talk about the people who have to actually do this work. And this is why I wanted to have you on the show. You've got the understanding of how to make this work. We've got the processes, but how do you get the people to make these things work? So can you just give me like a high level view of, of how you work with getting the right leadership, getting the right people on the bus, I guess is, is, is the real question. Right. Using uh, Jim Collins terminology, the. Yeah, absolutely. I, I forgot who said it as a famous quote that culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? You can have the best strategies, the best mm -hmm. systems. If you don't have a good culture and having the right people in the right seats is, is a big foundational part of culture, then the best strategies, the best systems, the best ideas are going to fail most of the time. They're just simply not going to work. And so having the right people in the right seats of your business is... I guess we've found again and again and again is the foundation upon which strategy execution is all based, processes, et cetera. And so, you know, with my firm, when, when we have COOs coming in and, you know, being the number two in our businesses just on a fractional basis, but most of our mandate at the beginning, especially first few quarters, is getting the right people in the right seats, getting the right people on the, at the leadership team level. And then obviously below leadership team level at the manager level, at the frontline person level. And it doesn't matter whether it's contractors and vendors or employees that are serving the different roles in your business. Uh, it's, it's the same, it's the same critical 
importance either way. So, you know, that's, that's what we do all day in business is, and I, with our clients is ensuring we get, we understand what the right structure for the business is. We have a, we create a, you know, strategy and a plan for how to get the business in general from where it is to where the business owner and the stakeholders want it to be. And then getting the right people on the bus and sitting in the right seats, as you said, uh, in order to be able to execute that strategy, because any strategy is not really going to be effective or not really going to be able to be executed successfully if you don't have the right people on the bus, the right core values, and sitting in the right roles in the business and having clarity about what those roles are. You've got a business roadmap, and let's just transition over to that. Tell me about your business roadmap. Sure. So we we have, you know, one of the things we do during our first quarter with our clients, or even before the engagement starts, and then in earnest once in our first quarter with clients, is really understanding what the current situation is, what they want the state of the business in general to be, what they want the future to look like, and and also why that's important to them, because it makes a big difference in how you execute it and what kind of values are driving, you know, their why for what they want to achieve in their business, not just money, usually something way beyond that as well, or a few things. And so the only way to get, you know, so they're at A now, wherever, you know, A is, they're in the middle of a journey, they've achieved a lot, but they're at A now and they want to get to Z, right? Whatever that outcome is that they've identified, let's say, you know, 18 months to three years down the road. So what we do is, you know, we're, again, experienced COOs, people who've run and owned businesses before. So we say, okay, you know, using all of our experience and knowledge, and learning from the owner and other leaders in the business and other key employees in the business about uh, about the nature of, of this unique business. And we sort of marry the two together, the experience together with the unique aspects of this business and its goals. And we say, okay, I've built businesses before. What does the path look like to actually practically achieving, you know, you know, maybe we need to fix or replace these two roles in the leadership team level before we could really do anything else. Or maybe we need to, you know, bring in the CRM or, you know, upgrade the tech stack or whatever. We just figure out what are the various pieces, what's the right order for those things to happen over the next few months and quarters, and then lay that roadmap out in writing. And and one thing that we created is, you know, not everybody, you know, necessarily makes sense to retain us or, or whatever. So we made a version of this that other people can use. They can get it at wolfsedgeintegrators.com forward slash resources. It's the name of the company, Wolf's edgeintegrators.com forward slash resources. And over there, there is a roadmap that people can download that including, and there's a link inside it to a video guide of how to use it so that you can create that roadmap yourself for how you get from where you are to where you want to be, what the order of operations is on those steps. And I think that people might find that useful, whether it's in for the business in general, if you're the business owner, or if maybe you're the departmental head, like head of sales or head of marketing, and how to, you know, take that your department from where it is to where you want to go. So it could be a useful resource. It's just sort of an adapted version of, of the one we use internally with our clients. Right. You also talk about the idea of a self-managing business. That's a really interesting term. What, what does that mean? Right. Well, it's a, you know, it's a term that's used very often in the Dan Sullivan strategic coach world, which I'm a member of coach. I get coaching from, from the strategic coach program and it, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a very brief and like immediately gut oriented resonating term that people could sort of understand what it means yeah. when you hear that phrase, self-managing company. Oh, wow. Well, I love that. Right. Because most of us feel whether you're a a leader, C-level leader or manager or the owner of a business, 
you're constantly feeling like I've always got my fingers in everything. Like if I step away, if I go on vacation for a week and I don't have my email, then things stop moving or things get messed up. And if I'm not always pulling and pushing and prodding and charging up my people, then things are not moving forward or they're not moving forward right in the way that they should be. And that's draining. It's exhausting. It's not really what we hoped for when we started our business or we went into our role. Right. And it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's, it can be demoralizing. It can make us burnt out over time and make us want to give up or sell the business, you know, for way less than it maybe could be worth just to be relieved of this, of this yoke of this burden. And so, yeah, the concept of a self-managing business is that if you have a business where you get clear and explicit about where you want it to go, what you want it to look like, who you are, what's important to you, you're clear about what's the right structure. This is all stuff that we do with our clients, but like if you get clear about what's the right structure for our business that's going to be effective to get us where we want to go, what are the right role, what are the right seats that should exist in this business? Not necessarily what exists now, but what, ex what, what it should be to get us where we want to go. What are the right roles for each seat in the business? And then, and then ensuring that you have the right people in those seats, that you're looking at the people. Do they fit your core values and the, and the, the behaviors that you need, you need and expect from people in accordance with your values? Do they have the skills, abilities, training, experience to effectively execute on the, on the roles in their seat? Not the roles that they just happen to have, but the actual roles that in their ideal seat. Are they good at that? Can they execute those effectively on a consistent basis? And ensure that you make the tough decisions, even people who've maybe been in the company a long time, to ensure that you put the right people in the seats and either either help people level up, give them the tools that they need to level up and be effective in their roles, or move to a different seat if they're the right people and they've got the right values, but maybe they're not effective in their seat, move them to a different seat, or move people out of the business uh, and bring other people in. Uh, because without making those tough decisions, without getting the right people in the right seats, which is not an easy emotionally, which is not an easy process uh, for most people, then you just simply, you will not achieve the results that you want. You will not have a self-managing company. And self-managing company, I think I went on a little bit of a tangent answering your question here, but self-managing company is really where the members of your leadership tr team truly own the functions of the business for which they are responsible. That your head of marketing fully has, owns marketing. You don't have to worry or wonder or check up or babysit. Your head of sales owns sales. They fully feel and take responsibility for the sales numbers, the sales execution, the sales goals, whatever that is. They are fully owning the sales department. Finance, same thing. Operations, service or product delivery, same thing. They fully own those things so that it's not always back on the owner of the business. Mm -hmm. So like, I always feel like they have to get involved and get, get in. It's a fully self-managing such that the owner of the business could go away for a month without email on a cruise in the middle of the ocean. And the business will not only keep going, it won't freeze up and big mistakes won't be made, which maybe you feel like that will happen right now in your business. But not only will that not happen, but it'll continue growing and continue innovating in your absence because the people truly own their functions of the business and they, and they match your core values. They would execute things in the way that you would execute them. So many of us get into business because we want that freedom. I had a boss and he would check in literally three, four times a day when he was on holidays. He was never really on holidays. Right. And, and it's, it's not just vacations and, and it's not even just away from the business. 
the business owner is free to really provide their own highest and best use for the business. Just to be a babysitter for the department, the visionary or the owner of the business, you know, just as a babysitter for the departments, that's not their highest and best use. I mean, they could be innovating new products. They could be going out and making the biggest deals. They could be creating new services. They could be creating new thought leadership and elevating the profile of the business tremendously. But the whole time that they're caught up in, in the weeds and, and just hacking through the, the tall grass of just the details of the business because it won't, or they feel like it won't effectively be executed without them, then they're not providing that huge value to the business. So it's not just time away from the business, but by having a self-managing company, they're free to, they're free from the day-to-day of the business to focus on the biggest things, the biggest ways that they can add value to the business, which is far more value than they could add, you know, as just sort of the backup manager for all the departments. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with, Ben? I, I guess I would think about, I guess I would think about this, tying it back to the win back campaign or the win back strategy is that, you know, if you're a business owner or a head of marketing or head of sales and you want to execute uh, a win back strategy, then you've got to have the right people in the right seats of your department or of your business, because you could win people back, but if you don't have a good operations department that's providing the product or service, you're going to lose those customers as soon as you win them back. Right. Maybe that's why you lost them to begin with. If you don't have the right people in the right seats and you're executing in your sales or your marketing department on this win back campaign or your marketing in general, it's just, it's not going to be effective. You're not going to leave the right impression with people. And so it's critical. And again, you could, you know, get, get this, get this roadmap guide. Obviously there's a lot more you could go into on this, but get this roadmap guide, wolfsidegenerators.com forward slash resources to get this roadmap and a video on how to use it, but it's critical to ideate and figure out what the right structure is for the business, what skills and what values the people need to have and be explicit about that and make an effort to make the tough decisions to get the right people in the right seats in, in, in that, in that structure that you've identified. And then you could actually, you, then you could actually be effective at any, you know, strategy that you want to execute including the day-to-day, excuse me, of the business. And of course, including a win back campaign. This is why I wanted to have you on the show is because it's so critical to have the right people. If, if you are going to do a win back campaign, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot if you have the wrong people on board. Like I saw a campaign recently where they did everything right, but the salespeople that they put on the, on the calls. They were their worst salespeople. They dumped their worst salespeople into mm. the win back. So here they've got their best prospects and they mm. put their worst salespeople in. And at minimum, you've got to train them up or you've got to do something. And this is the sort of thing that you're expert at, you know, finding those right people or up-leveling the people who are already there, I assume. Is that correct? hundred percent. You know, sometimes the reason why people are not functioning as well as they could is because they don't have the tools. They haven't been provided by you or the company with the tools they need to be successful, or you've understaffed their department, or if they're a manager, maybe the people under them. So the manager's constantly just having to fill in right. for lack of lack of bandwidth on their team. So yeah, it, you know, so it's, you know, sometimes people just need coaching or or training, 
you know, maybe people were onboarded badly or not onboarded at all. You know, you just bring somebody in, do all the HR stuff and then say, hey, shadow somebody for a while. Right. Yeah. And there's just no onboarding process, right? So we have to give people the tools that they need to be successful, coaching and support. And as you said, if that, you know, if you do that, if you're doing that stuff and you realize somebody's either not a core values fit or is just simply not able to perform at the level at which they're expected once you've set up clear expectations, uh, then yes, make those tough decisions and either, either move them into a seat where they can excel if if they're otherwise a good person. And if there is such a seat, you don't have to create one. Right. And, you know, or, or to, you know, to let them go and hire other people. And ultimately that person, as much as you don't want to let them go and you don't want to hurt them, ultimately, if they're not really successful in their role. They're not going to be feeling good about themselves. They're going to know they're not being successful and they're going to be much happier. They're not going to be happy about the firing, but they're going to be much happier when they find themselves in their next place uh, where they can excel. Uh, much better than they than they are now, and you know ultimately you and and everyone else is going to be better off in that case. Definitely. So, if anyone would like to uh, reach out, uh, where would they go? So people can learn more about you know what we do at wolfsedgeraders.com, w o l f s com, and of course forward slash resources. Uh, we've got that roadmap that you can download with the video guide that uh, comes with it. We also have a we also have a guide. You mentioned the self-managing company book. We have a 12-page guide on how to make your company into a self-managing company. I assume that departmental leaders, sales leaders, marketing leaders could also use that to maybe make their department more self-managing if they're not the head of the business. Uh, and hopefully either of those might be a useful resource for people who want to explore some of these ideas further. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Ben. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. <laughs>